this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. What's up, AfterBuzzers and Bull-type fans? We are back talking about Season 3, Episode 8, Revival. Adina is back. Is Katina ready to get back into a relationship? I am so excited to talk about that. Also, Jane has finally solidified these interviews, and Sutton is semi getting closer to taking and accepting the things that Richard has given her. I cannot wait to discuss all that more right after this. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Welcome back, Carla. I'm back. <laughs> Happy Tuesday, guys. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. How's your vacation? It was awesome. You guys, I was gone last week. I was in Costa Rica, like, running away from monkeys, trying to find sloths and ziplining through the jungle, which was amazing. Well, that I sounds like so much fun. Definitely recommend it. Uh, probably way more fun than my last week has been. <laughs> but how are you guys? How are you doing? Make sure, if you're joining us in the chat, please make sure you're letting us know your thoughts. We are in there. We um, will hopefully be able to chat with some of you guys and let us, and we can bring you into this conversation. Um, lots to discuss this episode. We are missing... Krista today. Krista, we miss you. She's not feeling well. We hope you feel better. So please hit her up on social media. Send her your well wishes. I'm your host, Allie Nasta, and I am joined by Carla Beltran, the one and only. Hi, guys. I'm trying to fix everything. News and gossip queen. (laughs) Welcome back. Um, I missed you guys. Last week was like kind of lonely without you. When you don't, when you miss a show, it feels like you've been gone for a month almost. It does. I came back and I was like, oh my gosh, I've been gone for like two weeks, but really it's it's only, yeah, I was here the week before. It's crazy. Um, Happy to be back. Happy to have you back. And let's jump right in. So, Kat finally is happy as per usual. And then Adina steps right back in and just so happens to be at a gallery opening. Yeah. How do you feel about first, before we realize that Kat and Adina might be trying to give this a second shot, how do you feel about Adina reaching out and Kat actually wanting to hang out with her? Do you think that this should be happening? Do you think that Kat should be pushing her away? What do you feel? So many questions, so little time. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so first of all, I just want to point out the fact that, like, it's so funny because I feel like whenever you get off a relationship and you start to move on, the moment you start to move on is when, like, your ex decides to reappear and make an entrance. And I just thought it was, like, not the greatest timing because I feel like Kat and Tia are moving forward and doing so great. So in purposes of, like, 
Kat and Tia's relationship. I'm here for for them and for their benefit. But I was kind of surprised that Kat wanted to see Adina after the fact that she basically left her in Paris. You know, it was kind of one of those things like, I don't know if she should be seeing her again only because she's not single. And that's like kind of how I feel about it. I think like if she were single, then maybe it would be like, okay. But since she is just like kind of starting to have this new relationship with somebody right. with somebody who also lives in New York because right now we know that Adina's here but she's only here like temporarily she's mm-hmm. not actually here for a long term so I don't know that it would be worth her jeopardizing her new relationship with Tia for Adina that's such a great point that you bring up because it's never okay to be dating someone and then go hang out with your ex you know mm-hmm. and especially if you're trying like and especially because Kat is the one that's broken down the walls for Tia, so it would be so awful of her to be like, hey, by the way, I like you, make her open and be vulnerable, and then be like, oh, by the way, I'm still in love with my ex. Yeah. Which we all kind of saw coming. This isn't, we're not blindsided. We saw that Adina was going to pop up sooner or later, and of course it's when she's happy again, but this just really (laughs) worries me because Tia has been very vulnerable and very fragile in... You know, really opening up to her feelings about it, about Kat. And I just don't really, I won't feel like it's fair if Kat totally leaves her in the dark and just goes right after Adina after all of that. Like, Adina needs to do a little bit more groveling, don't you think? Yeah, and do you actually think that Kat would just kind of basically fall back into Adina's arms? I think so. Really? At the end of this episode, I really feel like she's opening the door for... Maybe not a full-on relationship, but definitely for her to come back into her life, whether it be for a friend or uh, more than a friend. Well, basically, they're kind of already friends from what she said, that they've been... What did what But did that's what everybody say? says about their exes. Like, oh, we're friends. You're never just friends with your ex. Yeah, you true. have crossed a boundary. You can never go back to being friends. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This is true. I mean, that's just my opinion, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like there's just, like, this sexual or, like, some type of chemistry that you can't deny. And that will always be there. That will always be there because you did love them. It's like you're always going to love your exes no matter if, like, obviously you're not in love with them now, but you're always going to have some weird feelings Feeling. for them. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's not like... I don't know. Everybody, this is, I feel like, a very heavy topic that everybody's like, can you be friends with your ex? Can you not be friends? I don't, I mean, it. I feel I like it this is very situational. So it very dep- it depends on who, like, who you dated last. But in this situation with Adina and Kat, I just don't feel like they can just be friends. Like, or Adina, that they should be friends. Right. Adina opened up so many different um, awakenings in Kat to where she really learned about herself. And I feel like with those type of things that Adina brought out of her, I just really don't think that they could go to just being friends and there'd be no sexual chemistry. Or no chemistry at all. Right. Like, mm-hmm. there's there's definitely going to be always be something there. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like we definitely need some answers and explanation. I think we need some boundaries. Yeah. Because I think right now that... Like, also, when I was a little bit upset, I think that 
she when when Kat and Adina and Tia had this moment at the elevator. Awkward. Super awkward. Very awkward. Super awkward. And then like the second of all, she didn't introduce Tia as like her partner. She yes. just says she's like, "Oh, this is just my my manager." That is the number one no-no. Yeah. When you're dating someone. Yeah. Is to introduce them as a friend or like nothing than what you are cuz yeah. they're more that's not just your manager. You're mm-hmm. dating her. Yeah. But I guess you, it's like I mean, awkward. It's you can't just like, oh, this oh, is I'm my da- new partner. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I don't know. This whole situation is going to be very sticky. I'm interested to see how it plays out. I was also very interested about how Jane straight up asked, um, like straight up told Adina that Kat was dating someone. Don't you feel like that was something that Kat needed to tell her? You know what I mean? When um, Adina and Jane were sitting down. Oh, when they were talking together. Yeah. Jane yeah. was the one that said that she's in a new relationship. I get it. She's trying to, like, make her friend look better and that she's totally fine. But I feel like that's not her information to tell. Yeah. I can't, I, first of all, it wasn't her information to tell. And also, it wasn't her information to tell Kat how, like, Adina felt as well. Because I feel like. That's also one thing that they crossed the line for. See, that I disagree with. Really? Yes, because I feel like she needed to know. Um, but she was going to find out anyway. How? Because her and Adina were going to meet up no matter what. But, but I don't think Adina would have told her exactly how she felt because Adina is kind of closed off to where she would have been like, I see that you're happy now. I don't want to test any of that. I don't want to cross any boundaries. Really? I feel yeah. like she wouldn't do that. I feel like she would tell her no matter what. I don't think so. So I feel like Jane was the catalyst in the situation, yeah. and she was the reason that they really went a little bit deeper than they should have. And I think that's a piece that she could have left out of the puzzle because now, now that Adina knows that Cat's with somebody, I feel like it almost makes her want her more. You know, you want what you can't have. I guess so. So this is true. Yeah, but I don't know. I agree with you. I think that, like, I don't think it was right for. Jane to basically be like, oh yeah, she's taken, and like I understand where Jane was coming from because she is hurt at the fact that her friend was very yeah. hurt for a while. So she's like, oh yeah, she's happily taken, yeah. and like you know, living the dream without you. Right, it's you. like she's trying to like make her look better. So, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, it's like the best. Like of sometimes both. you do that for your friends, right? You're you like, know? she's actually she's awesome. Like, um, she's doing great. Yeah. She's thriving through life. I guess you're right. So it wasn't that big of. I mean, it's probably a better thing because, but that. Now it's, like, confusing because you don't know what Adina's intentions are. Are they pure? Or is it clearly you want what you can't have? No. I mean, I think Adina will always have feelings for Kat. Even when yeah. they, they look at each other, it's kind of well, like... D- I know. You know? I know. As much as I'm like, oh, but I love Tia and Kat together. When they were looking at each other through that glass door, I was like, oh, they love each other. Yeah. They really do. They do. Oh, man. Well, hey, guys, before we move on to our next topic, we wanted to say thank you so much for making us the ESPN of TV Talk. For us to continue and grow, we need you. We need your help. If you're on YouTube right now, hit that thumbs up button and subscribe. And if you're on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating. But no matter where you are, leave us a comment so you can get involved in the conversations. Being a part of AfterBuzz TV has meant so much to all of us, and we truly appreciate you supporting us and doing what we love and don't don't forget to tell your friends and keep watching and enjoying our shows. And please, if you are on iTunes podcast, please comment. Give us five stars. Let us know what you think about the show. Also, we're live right now if you're listening on YouTube or watching on YouTube. And we want to know what you guys feel about these topics that are going on. 
And if you're listening and you're on your car ride on your way to work, hello, and I hope you have a great day. Um, <laughs> Before we move on, yes. since we are talking about about our chat, I wanted to point out two comments. Um, one is by Carolyn Perkins, and she said, I don't know. I just think that Kat and Adina are just too different to have a lasting relationship. I really like Tia. She seems much more real and grounded, which I totally agree that is a great point. But also, too, to say that, it's like, but is it kind of like opposites attract? Opposites do attract, unfortunately. They they actually really do. They really do. But it's like weird because it's like you're opposite in certain aspects, but then most of the time there's like, there are similarities with the people that are so opposite. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I mean, they at least have to have com- common interests. Right, exactly. And then the next comment, which I really like, thought it was funny, was by David Phoneville. He said, I must be a different kind of person. I don't want nothing to do with my ex <laughs> yeah yeah well usually because it's like they're usually your ex for a reason it's ve- it's very rare well there's a lot of pain that comes with right that, you know because usually one person got their heart broken it's usually the person that didn't get their heart broken they're like yeah we can be friends and you're like no <laughs> you broke my heart i don't want to be friends with you like i don't even want to see you <laughs> right and then you get a text and you're like okay hi <laughs> exactly. you know everybody's been there um uh, but moving on into Jane's world, I knew there was something that this book was going to bring up, but it wasn't as big as I thought it was going to be. So, what really? were we going to say? Yeah. Okay, I was a little bit confused. Okay. Because in the beginning, Alex was saying, oh, you know, his writing is, like, really Raunchy, out there, and, and it's like, wow, it just seems like, it made it seem like he was a experienced man, and he was writing from experience, uh-huh. right? And I was like, oh my gosh, like, what's in this book? What did he write? What are the experiences? Right. Like, you know, and then... He ends up with a story saying how, like, um, he writes from a point of, like, sometimes some writers are better at writing from a point of view that's not theirs. So I'm like, are you just trying to make Jane feel better to think that this, like, he wasn't writing from experience or, because really we don't know. Yeah, I think he was trying to make her feel better and also realizing that there are different perspectives Mm -hmm. in writing. But also, like, there's got to be some truth to this book. Because how come it's, like, it's no coincidence that all these, I don't know, like, because usually your vulnerabilities come out when you're in love and you really like somebody. And I feel like Pinstripe's book started, like, actually, I don't remember if it was finished before Jane or while they were dating. And then that's when it was starting to get published. But I just feel like he was able to pull some of that, like, that from their relationship. But what I want to know, too, is do you think that Jane cares and is bothered by this or do you think that she's okay with it because those text messages had me her text messages versus the emotion on her face while she was texting pinstripe did not match no they were completely different um should she be worried i think she's worried about something else besides the book okay. because when they were talking about the the other writer and she was like oh i was also an english major she said that the writer had an affair and I think she's just more worried about the fact that, like, maybe he's having an affair with somebody oh. than actually what's in the or book. Like, I think she's really struggling with the fact that he's away for eight months. Yeah. And, like, he could cheat on her. I eight, eight, weeks, eight, eight weeks. Eight weeks. Eight weeks. Okay. Not eight months. Sorry. It's basically yeah. a whole year. And Eve. not only that, but also, like, she didn't ask him to move in. So she's probably like, did I maybe miss my chance? Right. To, like, so I think be right. him. You know? So I think it's just more... I think... It kind of comes with it, you know, like when you're in a relationship and then you're like long distance and then 
you text your partner and then they don't text you back for a couple hours you're and it's like, like nighttime like on? it's like your mind goes in places it should not go because half of the time they were taking a nap or they were watching a movie wait or... that is so that is so real and spot on that is hilarious it's like literally it happens and like especially if you're not used to being apart yeah. from each other even more mm-hmm. it's just kind of like your mind travels in places where it shouldn't and you should just trust your partner and I think right now because of this book and because of what she's been reading Mm -hmm. she's just like her mind is going to places she shouldn't be but I feel like in all honesty I don't think that she has anything to worry about yeah I don't think so either but I think that she might because we've seen all these couples that are super happy and perfect right now we knew something was gonna happen sooner rather than later and I feel like this she might actually um self-destruct this one because she's going to get in her head about things. Yeah. And now with this book and everything happening. But we could be totally wrong. But I feel like she might get a little in her head about it. I think so. Yeah. Um, but she does have a lot to distract her right now. Because she's working on this story. And the victims are willing to... Speak. Speak. Which mm-hmm. is a big deal. They've been working on this for about like four episodes now. Yeah. So this is a big deal. And, you know, they're all... You know, they're admitting to abuse. They're going to break their NDA. But what's very interesting, too, is that Jacqueline wants them to, like, wants Jane to finish up the stories first so then she can speak. What direction do you see this going? Obviously, the bold typewriters do a really great job of only of giving us storylines of empowerment and progression and really showing that what you can do if you step outside of the box. So... I can only see this going in a great light, but I feel like they keep, you know, sprinkling in little things like watch your back, make, are you okay, make sure you're okay. So I'm just worried, like, is there any possible chance that Jane could, like, lose her job over that? Like, I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm confident in this story bringing out the best of this situation yeah. and, and making sure this lady goes down, this photographer goes down, but also, like, they're sprinkling in things that are making me worried. Yeah, and I think that's, like, supposed to be on purpose because yeah. if everything were, were to go smoothly, we would be like, oh, something has too, to go yeah, wrong. Too good it, like, to be it's true. too good to be true. So I think that's why they're kind of bringing all these problems along the way. Right. So at the end, like, we'll have, like, a favorable ending. Okay. Because I don't think that they would spend, like, four to f- basically five weeks because next week will be the fifth week on, like, one specific subject. Right. But I think the reason why they're having such a big emphasis in it is because, like, um, harassment in the workplace can happen from anybody, you know? Right. It doesn't necessarily have to be a male. It, it could also be a female. And right. I think that they're it's really big on them to kind of, like, point that out as well. It's which I thought point. it was, like, yeah, it was a great point. So I think that's why, like, I think the emphasis on that is much bigger than, like, if they're going to get the story. right. Yeah, but I have a feeling that they will get the story out. Yeah. Yeah, especially because, like, they've already gotten this far with the photos and, like, everything. Yeah. I think it's just, I think the moment where we're going to be the most scared is when Pamela actually comes into the office to give a statement. Because that's probably when we're going to hit, like, a rock or something. And then it's going to be, like, a bumpy ride, but then the rest of it should be, like, okay. Yeah. Ugh. going to be interesting how that one pans out. I know. Um, Sutton is... Thinking that she's not crushing her uh, Julian Grant class. But then, of course, she comes out on top, as always. Were we even worried? No. Um, (laughs) 
Yes. So you were worried? <laughs> no. Uh, I Okay, I worried for her for, like, other things, but not Yeah. So someone that she was really struggling with this episode was, like, really finding the happy median in having a boyfriend that obviously has money and he can take care of her versus kind of, like, continuing to be the, you know, the powerhouse boss lady that she is. And it's so hard because if you think about it and you put yourself in those shoes – and you're so used to being independent and taking care of yourself, that would be really hard to mm-hmm. just take something from somebody. Yeah. Like, I I was, like, because I was thinking, like, oh, but, like, come on, just take it. But then I'm thinking, no, I think I would probably be the same as her and being, like, because, like, I'm, like, one of those people that don't, I don't know how to accept a compliment. I'm, like, yeah. oh, yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like if someone were to give me a $2,500 sewing machine, I'd be, like, I can't accept that. Yeah. So... I think that it was great that it showed her, like, work through this and figure out why she's having issues with that and then actually accept it. Yeah, I think this was a really interesting storyline because Richard and Sutton have been very happily ever after, which has been nice. Uh, Except for, like, last week, obviously, they had a couple of things to work out with Mm -hmm. his dad and his feelings. But it was kind of – this episode kind of had me a little frustrated with – with Sutton, actually. And it wasn't necessarily because she wasn't accepting, like, what he was offering. It's just that she wanted to do it all on by herself. Mm-hmm. And I understand her because, like, I'm an only child. I've always done everything by myself. Like, I even go eat by myself. Like, I, like, do everything except go to the movies by myself because I go with my mom. But it was just kind of one of those things where, like, when can, when are you able to accept, like, help, right. you know? Or how can you ask for help, you know? Because even the girls, when she was, like, she wanted to buy her sewing machine and her mom asked her for money. And I, I think it was Kat who offered. She was like, oh, hey, like, I can buy you a sewing machine. And it wasn't necessarily, like, out of pity. It was just more of, like, oh, like, let me help you because I can. Right. And she was, like, kind of holding back. And then at the same time, it's, like, when you're in a relationship, you need to, like, kind of work together Mm -hmm. and I feel like she wasn't really being like a like a power like they weren't really being a power couple I think I I totally understand what you're saying because it what she was kind of doing is shutting Richard down Mm -hmm. and not listening to him and hearing him out yeah because what he's saying is like listen like just because I can buy you this doesn't mean that you don't you're not good in other ways like you help me in more ways than you can possibly understand and she wasn't hearing that she was just seeing the gift and not seeing, like, what he, where it was coming from in his mm-hmm. heart. Because he's not just going to, like, he understands. And and I, I just think that you're right. And I think that she was just trying to really, I think she was trying to sift through her emotions and really figure out, like, how can I fix this? How can I be better? Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that they did come to a resolution at the end. But what's interesting is her and Richard keep having these, these types of arguments and discussions of not really agreeing on things. But they keep coming out on top. So, like, I feel like there's an engagement upon us. I'm so glad you said that because it brings me to something that I wrote right here. Yeah. Um, Because I think, I don't know if it was Kat or Jane who said it. And Jane said, what if she's her Richard? Or what if, he, if she, yeah. no, Kat said it. What if she's my Richard? Yeah. Is what Kat said to Sutton about Adina. Yeah. And when she said that, I was like, <gasps> I was like, they're going to be together forever. They like totally it's are. like they cannot not be together forever. Like their yeah, relationship out of was already all the couples. Like this is one hundred percent one that I would be. I would not stand for them not being together. Yeah, no, I would point. be destroyed. Would, yeah. I, like 
At this I know point, you would 100% be destroyed. <laughs> at this point, they should have just ended it for me in season one, because now I'm way too emotionally invested in this relationship, right. so it can't be taken away from me. Definitely not. Um, but yeah, once they said that, like, what if she's like my Richard? And yeah. it was set again. Yeah. And I was like, hmm <laughs> And now they got picked up for a season four. Yes. So it's like, okay, where are we going to go next? Exciting. So I, I feel like that's uh, it's upon us. Right? I so. like it. I like the I idea. Like it. It. They've thought about. They've talked a lot about like different things, and they've reached new um, places in their relationship. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, it was more kind of like, oh, you know, we're like together, but then yeah. now they're finally moved in together, and then they're having real like relationship problems, totally. you know, because when you move in together, it's a whole new, different like lifestyle, you know, and then you have different problems, like oh, you know what, like I don't like to do laundry like this. I like mm-hmm. to do laundry like that. It's like different ways. So it was kind of, it's really nice to see them already starting to work on problems that yeah. are like bigger. Right. Because like it just kind of strengthens right. their relationship so much more. That's true though because those are little things that like the nitty gritty things that you don't realize annoy you until yeah. like it like goes and you're like I don't like it that way. You know yeah. if you just talk about things along the way it's so much easier. Mm-hmm. Aha communication. What a yes. brilliant thing to do. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think that kind of wraps up what the girls are going through. It'll be really, I'm, I'm interested to see how this storyline with Jane and Jacqueline, um, pans out because we've been overarching a couple episodes on that, but we're going to get into our bold topics of the week and Carla is going to take you away with those. Um... Yes, and then afterwards I will read the chat, you guys. Perfect. Um, afterwards I will read the chat, and then we're going to have predictions, so you guys can go ahead and write your predictions in here, and I will go ahead and read them out loud. Perfect. But our first topic of the evening is um, meeting your ex's new partner. Oh, gosh. So how do you think that should go? Do you think it's okay? Like... How would you feel if you had to meet your ex's new partner and you were still not over them? If I had to meet... So I've, like, been in a situation where, like, I've been with my boyfriend and, like, the ex walks into a bar. Oh, gosh. And you're like... And then they're... It's like, I'm, like, living my life doing whatever. And then they're like, oh, my gosh. And, like, pointing them out. And I'm like... Okay, like, yeah, and it's like awkward because you're like, so do we like go up and say hi? Like, or, hi, this is my right, new boyfriend. Right, it's, your so un- it's so uncomfortable. I think I think it also depends on the situation. Obviously, yeah. like, I think that it's all relative to whoever. Is it okay to meet your ex's new boyfriend? But like, what and one in what circumstance would you have to? That's the thing. Is usually you don't. Usually, you're never in an, in a position where you have to meet them. No. You know what I mean? But if you were to run into them, would you introduce them? Like, a, like, oh, hi, this is my... I've been in that situation and I was not introduced. <laughs> I, it was very comfortable. Fair. Fair. It was like, you know when people, like, you know people are staring at you? Yeah. It's like those kind of situations. Okay. Yeah. I guess. That, How, that what about sense. you? Well... Have you ever been in a situation like this? Nope. My partner, my my ex partner, is very far away from here, See? so <laughs> yeah, there's no way we'll run into the same bar. But 
Honestly, I don't know that I would be shy or awkward about it. And I think I would just, like, let my confidence side come out and be like, hi, like, I'm Carla. It's a pleasure but, to like, meet you. But, like, would you, you go out like... of your way to say hi to them? What if it's, like, you, it's, like, one of those things where you don't need to, you have no, no need to, like, see or say hi to them. It's, like, you're just in the same vicinity. No, I wouldn't go out of my way to say hi. Exactly. Okay, okay, I mean, okay. I would be uncomfortable that they would be, like, staring the whole time and they're probably, like, and I would be, like, what are you looking at? Right. But... If, if it came to be like they come up and they talk to you, because sometimes you're at the bar hanging out, right? And then obviously the guy comes up and he gets like he wants to order a drink, and then he's like, "Hey, how have you been?" And then the girlfriend, like the new girlfriend, pops out of nowhere and he's just like, like "Oh hi. hi, I'm great. How are you guys?" So then, you know? are you sure this has never happened to you, Carla? You're <laughs> no. explaining things way too clear. No, no, but I'm just like thinking out of imagination. Yeah. Like if it were to happen to me, I think like I would just probably be like. Hi. Yeah. I feel like the best is just ignore it. Really? Yeah. No, I think it's like, I think you want to leave a good taste in their mouth and be like, oh. But I feel like there's no possible way of doing that. No, but like at like least you could be like, oh, well, at least she was nice and said hi rather than like. But the thing is, the- <laughs> you can come off being rude if you don't say anything. But, but, but then it makes you weird if you were to go up and introduce yourself. No, but yourself. you're not going to go up. Like, that's only if they come up to oh, you. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, of course. If someone were to come up to me, I would never just, like, I would, of course, say hi. But I thought you were, like, go out of your way You're to like, say hi I to them. like, I would run. I would Bye. be like, all right, next place. Bye. <laughs> uh, okay, next topic. This is a, that's a fun one, though, because I don't know. I mean, everybody's situations are different, like I said. So, yeah. you could literally have dated when you were younger and been best friends and been like, yo, that's in the past. Yeah, and then it would be like, hey, what's up? I'm, like, the old friend. Right. And no, not mentioned also too it's like how how specific are we you know because like usually dating sometimes people will be like oh i dated them meaning they went on one date and some people yeah. like oh i did them meaning it was one year yeah. you know what i mean so it's very it's really relative and it can be different in every situation yeah um my next topic was also um in based in relationships because we know that kat and tia are together yeah but are they dating or are they like girlfriend and girlfriend you know, because they're definitely just dating. Okay, it's not exclusive. We had this it's conversation, I think, last season or two seasons ago. Because but you, can you like? Do we still wait for the question to be yes, asked? A hundred percent. We still want the question to be uh, asked. Yeah. Okay. Because, and this is something where I feel like some people are different, but I feel like there's you're dating, you're exclusive, then boyfriend girlfriend. It's like you go through the stages of talking about. So when you're dating, is like when other people. Well, I don't know how. So it's like when you're dating, it's like that means you're going on dates. You're dating, and you're like seeing your like you know your options, your options, (laughs) all the fish in the pond, and then you like start having those conversations of like, are we exclusive? Like, what are we? Are you seeing other people? And then usually, right after you have that conversation, that's when you actually have the conversations. Yet either ends, or you end up being boyfriend girlfriend. How long do you have to date exclusively to actually become? There, I don't think girlfriend. there's any timeline on dating. It just matters of like if you've met the right person. I guess because usually yeah. if you meet the this right person, true. you literally are like, "Wow, I want to spend every moment with you." I don't know why I feel this way. Mm-hmm. This is crazy, and then it just works. Yeah, and then you just continue dating each other. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. That's what I think. But what do you think? Um, I don't know. Actually, I haven't dated in a long time. And when I dated my last boyfriend, I actually didn't even know I was his girlfriend. 
Um, <laughs> he was just like, he basically told me, it was like we were getting ready and I was gonna, I knew that I was gonna meet his parents because we were gonna go on a trip. And then I was like, oh, by the way, like, what, can I hold your hand? Yeah. Do I call you? Like, am I sleeping in the guest room? Like, what's going on? Like, I legitimately asked. <laughs> and they're like, what do you mean? We've yeah. been together for the past, like, four months. And I was yeah. like, oh, Good to know. Like, yeah, thanks for letting me know. That's so funny. So it's it was kind of one of those things where like I think it's good for you to let your partner know whether yeah. you're together or not, so that they're not like I don't in know in the dark in the dark or like at least. Luckily, I was just like seeing him and like it was yeah. fine. But <laughs> that so you never not... had to talk about being exclusive. You just like you were just like. No, we never had the talk about, yeah. like... Usually you don't have to talk about being exclusive if you, like, like the person. Like, yeah. it's just a known thing. Especially but, if you guys are, like, hanging out every other day. Right. And, like, but usually you kind of have that conversation, like, are you are you seeing anybody else? No. Are, are you seeing anybody else? No. Okay, cool, cool. We're on the yeah. page. Like, everybody <laughs> has that conversation, probably. You kind of have to at yeah. some point. You know, you can't go on, like, more than, I think, three months you can't go on like more than three. Months I feel like if like that if, if you're dating other people within three months, then you're like you're not looking for something serious. No, not at all. Yeah, and you, or you haven't right, met the right person. But like I said, it's all relative. What I'm thinking is my opinion. So everybody else's is probably like seventeen different versions yeah. of something different. I don't know. Um, okay, the last topic is knowing when to accept help. That's a hard one. Yeah, because it's like usually you don't know when to accept help because. If you're a fighter, you're going to continue to, like, fight for mm-hmm. what you think you need to do to be successful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I feel like in Sutton's situation, I feel like it's, like, I don't like to feel weak. And I think mm-hmm. Sutton doesn't, like, feel weak. So, like, I feel like if someone's being, like, let me do this for you, that makes you feel that makes you feel like you're weak. But it's not. Like, yeah. if someone wants to do something for you, it's because they want to do something out of the bottom of their heart. Which mm-hmm. is funny, because, like, I usually, I'm the person that, like, wants to give help. Like, I want to, I want to give, and I want to make sure they're happy. So it's, like, when someone tries to do it to me, I don't know how to accept it. But that's yeah. just how I am. You know that what I mean? Sense. So I feel like there's no real number on like Mm -hmm. or like you know timeline on when you should accept help but i think you should realize when someone's doing something out of the goodness of their heart versus when someone's doing something in like i don't know yeah i don't know that makes sense i guess i hadn't even really thought about it in that way because like for me it's easier to accept help if it's like basically like not necessarily given to me, but if it's, yeah. like, offered, then I'm probably more willing to accept it. My hardest problem is, like, asking for help when mm-hmm. I need it. And, like, I'm like, nope, I'm invincible. I'm, like, I'm not going to ask for help. Like, yeah. I should be able to do this by myself. And yeah. I think asking for help is a little bit more difficult. But I hadn't realized that, like, also knowing how to accept help is, like, it, it, it should be, like, something mutual, you know? Yeah. But accepting help is also... It you have to know the person well, and it depends also on what they're helping you with, right. you know? Um, but yeah, accepting help is a little bit easier for me, but it's also basically kind of hard. Because, yeah. like, I know that some people do help because they want to, and others do it out of, like, what they're going to get out of it. Right. So it's, it's like, always kind of like... for you, what can you do for me kind of thing. Yeah. So my head always kind of goes there, but then sometimes... It's I'm like, what like, do you want? And then yeah, it's like, maybe like, that so shouldn't you be want? your first thought. <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome. Well, that was fun. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We want to talk to you guys in the chat really quick. Let's talk about some things. And then if um, once Carla wraps that up, we're going to get into some predictions. 
Yes. So did you want to, was there something I did. I was, I was actually going through, um, so you guys, thank you so much for being so active in the chat. I love this. Um, one thing that Carolyn Perkins pointed out is I wonder if Jacqueline is pushing this and these women to talk to make up for her not coming forward after what happened to her, which I think it, she kind of based it off you know because she did talk during the photo shoot Mm -hmm. about her past experience so i think it could be this is maybe her way of helping i think that you know we saw jacqueline go through a really kind of dark time in her life and what was hard for her is that when she didn't come out like it happened to other people or something you know what i mean so i think she wants to stop this cycle from happening if she has the power to stop that cycle she's gonna do it And she's going to protect these girls as much as she can. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I see that, too. Um, The next two comments are about Richard and basically the boyfriend and girlfriend help. Um, One of them is by David Fumville. And he's saying that the only problem I got with someone helping their boyfriend or girlfriend out is if they were to get into an argument and then one try to, like, will try to help. like bribe them. Yeah, bribe and be like, oh, like they throw it to their face. Like, oh, well, I did this for right. you. Which is also another oh, thing. Oh, I where, hate like, that. Well, I hate like, it. You, you do something nice for someone or like they, and you think someone's doing something nice for you and they're like, well, I did this for you three weeks ago. And you're like, what? You're keeping tabs? That's not yeah. how this works? Yeah, exactly. And then the other comment was from Dan Snow. Hi, Dan. Thank you for joining us. And it says that at first I didn't like Richard because I thought he was going to be like another big, Mr. Big character from Sex and the City. Oh, but he point. ended up being a good guy mm-hmm. and a cool character, which I totally agree. In the beginning, I not not to say that like I haven't loved Richard and Son yeah. from the beginning, but there was the point where I was like, wait. Richard is, like, much older than her, and, like, he's rich, so it's, like... Right, you it's had like some skepticism. Yeah, your mind kind of went there, and then you find out that he's a he's wonderful so guy. Great. And you're like, oh, my gosh, why, how are you him. still single? I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Literally. So crazy. Well, so, you guys yeah. are great. We love you, and thank you guys so much for joining us. As always, let's get into some quick predictions before we wrap it up. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Alrighty, Carla, all you. My prediction might shock you. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. My prediction is that Kat is actually not going to win the election. Oh. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we forgot to talk about Kat's election video. Which, when they were talking about like... Oh yeah, when they were talking, they were saying the real Kat. To be honest, that video was not, to me, did not seem bad. It was like she did normal thing. Like it wasn't anything that like you haven't heard a normal. She was she was talking about partying social media. Like yeah, she's been a twenty year old in her life. Yeah, it just so happens that older people don't have a lot of social media to back it up. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. let's not be and like it to this me is so true. To like it didn't seem like big. Like it wasn't like she did anything bad. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, okay, predictions. Um. I came up with another, like, topic, but I'll save that topic for next week. Yeah. Um, is, yeah, I actually don't think that she's going to win because if we, when we watch the previews, um, Adina's like, oh, well, you know, you have to sacrifice, um, some, you might have to sacrifice something for you to, yeah. like, win this. And she says, like, you might have to sacrifice Scarlet. And we all know, or at least we all hope, that she's not going to leave Scarlet. Like, yeah. I think the, 
the whole show itself is done at Scarlet. Yeah. And this might just be a way for her to, like, grow within Scarlet mm-hmm. and grow herself. But I don't think that she's she's going to win. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, okay. I think that... Uh, Jane is going to be leveraged to a promotion after the story. I think that oh. she's going to get a more um, hands-on role, whatever that may be. So, and I, and you know, Jacqueline has mentioned a couple times how she's trying to steal Jane back from the digital platform mm-hmm. or the dot com back to um, the literary magazine. So, I'm thinking that that might this article is going to have something to do with that and Jacqueline's going to give her a bigger role so yeah. they can keep her solely just for the magazine. Um I like that prediction. Thank you. And then um that's all I got for today because I feel like there's so much going on with like cat that I don't even have any predictions. It's just like I just need to like oh. let one more episode like lie out as seeing and seeing where she goes. Do you think Cat will cheat on Tia with Adina. Oh, yeah. I think they're going to at least kiss. Really? I don't think that Cat can resist Adina. She loves her too much. And then she's going to have to tell Tia, and then Tia's officially going to quit. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Prediction. Bing, bing, bing. Okay. <laughs> so I think that what's going to happen is Cat's going to kiss Adina, which then is going to lead her to tell Tia. Tia will cancel being her campaign manager, and then she'll lose, and then Adina's going to leave, and then Cat's going to be like, oh, my gosh. What do they do? No, but she should. Wait, and the yeah, because Adina's going back to Paris. Yeah, Adina's so going. So she back. kisses. If she kisses Adina, it's all gone. But she might kiss Adina like after the fact because we do get after to see... she breaks up with Tia. No, I think no, she... no, no, no. After she loses the campaign. Oh gosh. You know why? Because when we see the preview, yeah. they're like Tia and. Cat that are makes together. Me so sad for Tia though. Like she's been so vulnerable and open with Cat this whole time. Yeah. And Cat knows she's been in her shoes before. So are we are we team Kadina or Katia? Oh, that's good. I T- like the Katia. 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 So okay. you guys Katia. let us know in the comments. Yeah. Are you team Kadina or team Katia? Because we um, love them both and not really sure which way we're gonna go. You know, I love them both, but right now I'm really going for Team K- Katia. I'm team Katia too, only because like she's been so supportive and yeah. is there and mm-hmm. it's has opened she's challenged Kat a lot more than Adina challenged her, I think. Of course. Like yeah. Adina challenged her different ways, but I think that Tia's really helped show a side of her that she's never seen before and knew that she was mm-hmm. capable of. Yeah. So, I don't know. This is true. We will have and to wait. And Tia has been there for her. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And makes her a stronger and better person. So we will have to wait and see what happens next episode. But please, please, please make sure to comment below. Let us know what you think on social media. And make sure to join us next week in the live chat. We thank you guys and love you so much. In the meantime, Carla, where can they find you on social media? You guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Carla Beltran. You can follow me on Instagram. I am Carla Beltran. And hey, guys, Allie Nasty here. Follow me on Instagram at Allie Girl. And, of course, follow Afterbus TV on all social media platforms. We will see you guys next week. Bye. Ciao! Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later! <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 